Welcome back to Far From Perfect. I am your host, Kylie Larson, and today we get to have a conversation with Emma Wilman. So Emma is a comedian, an actor, and a writer, and I had her on to talk about her perspective on health and fitness, because even though she has this unconventional job that requires a lot of travel, a lot of energy, um, a strange schedule, she still prioritizes her health and her wellness. And I thought if you could hear from someone with this sort of lifestyle, how she does it, you might also feel empowered to prioritize these things for yourself as well. So we have a really fun conversation, um, you know, because fitness and nutrition doesn't have to be so serious. In fact, I think people would be a lot better off if we just didn't take it so seriously and allowed ourselves to have some fun with it. I think the biggest takeaway you will have from this episode is hearing her perspective on how she reframes certain things that could potentially be chores for us to do, right? Meal prep is not fun. Sometimes getting your workout in is not fun. Getting your steps in is not fun. Going to bed on time is not fun. But the way Emma looks at it, it's not its not so much a chore. I don't want to give away how she reframes it. That's what you need to listen for. But I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. This was truly this was an amazing conversation for me just to have with her. I want to be now her biggest fan. She's absolutely hilarious. She's touring now. And you can find all of her tour dates at imemmawillman.com. And that's Emma with double A and Wilman with double N at the end. And then, of course, I will link to her Instagram in the show notes. Enjoy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, you guys. So we are in for a treat today. We are talking with Emma Wellman, and she is a comedian, an actress, a writer. She's dyslexic. You are a step getter. I went to your website. I learned all the things. Uh, welcome. Thank you. I forgot. Isn't that is the step getting on my website? I think oh yeah, the step getter is on there. So is funny. That's so funny. So my girlfriend redid my website and I remember her saying like she was like reading off the bio stuff and I was and then I remember she said that and I didn't know if she was really going to put it in there but um yes because that is a it's a thing that uh, and where it affects our relationship is sometimes it'll be like 10 30 p.m and I'll be like oh I gotta go get my steps dude yes I know it's a thing so what do you it's do in that instance I'll tell you exactly what I do so I so I do mini mini steps I'm not trying to cheat and like take less steps but I'll do I'll stand in place and do the that's what I'll do or if it's warm out sometimes I'll go outside but I'll do a there's I've been in just with comedy like traveling I've been in a lot of hotel rooms or there's even been times like I was driving back from a college in Vermont and it was 10 30 and I could have gotten all the way back to New York but then I wouldn't have got my steps in and I'm I was like I'm really trying to give myself that gift of being like if you can do it, do it. Like if so, I was like, I can do it. So I went and got a hotel, got my steps, slept, 
got up and then drove back instead of going back to New York that night. So I went into the hotel, I got into a hotel room and got like 3000 steps. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll, I'll get them. Get Sometimes them I don't, but I, I really try. Well, see, I love what you just said here. You said, well, thank I give you. myself this gift. Yes. That's, that's yes. such a nice reframe because everyone feels like, oh, got to get my steps. Oh, I mean, I say that too. I say that too. <laughs> I say that too. And and I, I always think sometimes I'll be like, like with certain healthy activities, I've kind of moved away from this, but in the beginning I would be so rigid about it. Like I, I had the same unhealthy mindset about healthy activities, which would be like all or nothing thinking, but I'd be like, I have to get my steps. If I don't get my steps, like if I don't do my meditation app, I screwed up. I, just, I took a happiness class once and I remember missing a class. I'm like, damn, I miss my happiness. And it's like, hold up, let's dial it back here. What's going on? Like, if if I'm freaking out that much about getting my steps, you know, a problem occurred a couple steps back. Like there's like an issue. So there's another, there, there's, it's like, what, what are you, what is, what is this really about? And I think it was like that steps were synonymous with like, oh, if I don't do this, I'm not quote unquote doing the things I need to do, but it, it, it does it needed, I needed to reframe it where it's like, no, I get to do this because it's, I mean, I feel like it, it's not necessarily a luxury, but it's like, I don't know. It, it is something, it's an, it's something that I can conceive doing for myself. Absolutely. And you always feel better afterwards. It's not like you have yes. to go, go for a run, but you do feel nice after you finish those last 2000, 3000 steps. And yeah, absolutely. It's such a, sometimes like if I'm feeling down or whatever it is, like I really will it just, it kind of like comes over you. Like after you've walked like for like 10 minutes, you're like, you know what? It's not some giant light bulb moment necessarily, but it's like, I feel better. Yeah. Like there's no denying. I feel better. Same with drinking water. It's some of these like really simple things where for me, it's learning like, you know what? I'm not special at all in regards to feeling better about life. Cause like, I think maybe I would make it more complicated where I'd be like, I got to take this pill or which is great too. You know, I do take antidepressants too, but I would kind of think of, Oh, I got to do this to feel better. Do all these things without first also thinking, have I had any water? Mm. Am I drinking just energy drinks and eating processed food all the time? Like maybe these things are connected to me also not feeling good, you know? Well, so that's so interesting. I did want to ask you about that because of your vocation mm-hmm. and your travel schedule and all of that, you still do prioritize these things. And I think that's commendable because it's really easy to say, well, this is just my life. I just can't because I don't have any control. I'm at the airport then I'm at hotels. How do you do that? How do you still make sure that you do these things that help make you feel good? I'll tell you. So I really, I, I didn't always do it. It was really over COVID. So I was, I was just like miserable and run down and feeling not so, not good, not good. And anytime I would do exercising, it would be like, I'd be in New York for a couple months and I would be like, I'm going to get, I feel kind of embarrassing. That's I'd be like, cause I just, now I know what happened, but maybe it'll, maybe it'll help. Maybe so someone will relate to this, but like, I'd be like, I'm going to get fit for this thing. And I'd, I'd work out, I'd get like, some bunch of training sessions with someone and I would get in shape, but it wasn't the intention was never to like learn about exercise or learn about my body or anything sustainable. It was like, I just wanted to get in shape. Like it was a destination and then I wouldn't follow up with it at all. Mm -hmm. And then when COVID happened, I had time to like stop and like really like learn about myself more Mm -hmm. because 
I don't know if you find this, but like, I feel like a lot of times when people see someone who is a trainer or knows a lot about fitness, like I remember thinking, I remember the first like trainer I ever talked to or met, um, she's a woman named Holly. I interviewed her for something. And I remember asking her, this is really stupid, but I was like, do you ever eat cookies? And she was like, yes. And I was like, oh, it's probably easy for you not to eat cookies. And she was like, no, it's like, we're people too. Like, I want to eat cookies. I eat cookies. And she was like, the, the difference is like, I also exercise and counterbalance it. And I was like, sometimes like when you see people in their finished result, you just think, oh, she naturally is like that. She just likes this. You don't see all the work that goes into yeah. disciplining to learn those skills, which we can all do. Absolutely. You know, but I guess that's my, my long-winded way of saying I like slowly learned about incorporating it because if I don't do it, then I won't do the other stuff because the other stuff will, and by other stuff, I mean, literally career anything because yeah. it'll, if, if I start to go mentally and physically, I just can't then perform or I can't, you know, I have to, if I'm tired of like thing with things like auditions or something like that, I just can't keep that amount of stuff in my head. Mm-mm. So, or like remembering what I was going to say, things like that. So I have to be like, I, I just ordered an aura ring. Oh, sweet. You're gonna love it. I, I'm excited to have that, but I try, I really try to be like, okay, I have to, you know, get sleep steps. And I've also been trying to learn more about like, um, like cycles with period health. Oh yeah. Ooh, very insightful. Oh boy. I had yeah. no idea. Cause I'll get really, I, I was like, I get really depressed like five days before. And I, so now I'm trying to do more like gen, just get my steps in around those days and not like workout, workout. Oh, that's so smart. Well, because that's the thing. I mean, yes, you are funny, but also you can't just go up there and like tell jokes. You have to have energy behind it. You do have and- to have energy. Yeah, that energy, you can't have that energy if you are putting garbage in your body. 100%, totally. You know, yes. Do you go to comedy shows at all? Oh my God, yes. Really, good for you. I don't like staying up late, right? So that puts a damper on a lot I relate, I so relate to that. I I have a friend who's a comic and his his, um, like audience are all teachers. Uh He was like, they will come out at four, five, six, and seven. He goes, after that, He's like, I, he's like, he was like, I will sell out at those times. 8 p.m. show, no, done. They're not coming out. They want to drink their wine at 4 p.m. And I get that. If I could do that, uh-huh. that's my least favorite part about it is going out at night. So I, I hear you. No, if you come to Denver, I will totally come see you. Even if you come to the Springs, I will come see you. If I could do but- a 2 p.m. show, I would do it. I think that if I could do like a Sunday at 2 p.m., like, you know, great. Yes. <laughs> The last comedy show I saw was actually Adam Sandler came to town mm. and dude, it was wild because funny. You know, I'm older than you, but I grew up with Adam Sandler, right? All those silly movies, which if you watch them now, you're like, oh my God, I can't. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but he's an adult now, right? He's yeah. 50. Is he really? So now he's talking about going skiing with his kids right. and all this stuff. So it was like totally relatable again. It was wild. That's amazing. Yes. That's amazing. Um, I saw Chelsea Handler before she was famous. Oh, nice. Oh yeah, it was wild. But yeah, I love going to comedy shows. But if someone doesn't bring the energy. I know. And also you have to match it to a certain type of room too. Like I was in this really big room last Wednesday and I was like, oh, I gotta really amp it up over here because the room was so big that it would, would have just drowned everything out. Yeah. I, some, I was trying to think about parallels between comedy and fitness too. And I was thinking- a lot of times people, like when you see 
at least stand up on TV, you're seeing the end result. And then when you see someone who's a trainer, you're like, you're kind of seeing, and I could be totally wrong with this, but you're seeing not the end result, but you're seeing like the result of a culmination of a lot of work. Like both are still always works in progress, but then Mm -hmm. it's like, I know I always thought like before actually knowing people that are in the fitness business, like personally, like just thinking that that was just like how they are, like that you woke up one day and we're just knew all this that you don't think like, oh, they had to learn it just like, and then that makes it more accessible, I think too. Oh, absolutely. So I was just reading um, Atomic Habits again. I don't know if you've read that book, but I've listened to him talk. I've listened to him talk. I need to read the book. So good. He talks about Jerry Seinfeld in there about how he sits down like every day he has to write Mm -hmm. books. You have, I'm sure, assuming you have some sort of process that goes into your craft. What does it look like? So this is what I'll do. So originally, like when I really, really first, when I really first started, I didn't even understand because stand-up is a lot of times sold. Like part of the language of it is this just happened. And you're just trying to contextualize everything. Now it didn't just happen. You just say it just happened. So everyone feels like, oh, this is a fresh new thing. And when I first started, cause I didn't watch comedy growing up. So the first time I started going to comedy shows, I started going, Hey, wait a minute. They're saying the same thing. It's like, I saw this guy last month need a joke. He just went to the grocery store. Either he's going to the grocery store all the time, or he is repeating this story. <laughs> so then your wheels start turning. And so I started saying like, okay, this is kind of like a language. And then I started studying it much more. And then in the beginning, it was just things that I wanted to share. And there, in the very beginning, I felt like I had more of like a freedom to it because mm-hmm. I wasn't doing it professionally. And I wasn't thinking about who I need to do this to try to get this and try to do that. So I was, I felt like much more free in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then there was a point, I think it was like five years ago where I filmed something and I filmed a couple of things. And then I started putting so much pressure on myself. I, I was not able, I was not, I could have, I know that's like an excuse, but I was not, it really messed up my writing process because everything was pressurized. Yeah. So it wasn't like me sharing and exploring. Cause I was just like, I need to make this insight about my sister. Cause I got to sell a TV show. And if I don't do that, then, and that was, that was like, that was when I started to have things to like really like reframe and take a step back and regroup stuff because my, the process I have now is usually something I'll ha- say in a conversation or something someone else will say. If I think it's interesting or weird, then I'll try to expand it and make it into a story. Mm-hmm. So it's all, and it's always very heightened too, because I talk about my family a lot. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not trying to ruin the show, but a lot of the stuff didn't happen as I'm saying it. Right. Now, it now, a, it some version of it happened, but then it's put through the fantastical filter of wouldn't it be crazy if this and that. So who it kind of comes down on that is my poor parents who I talk about a lot. <laughs> so they'll come to shows and they'll be like, when did that like what? And I'm like, listen, 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 listen. I know that. So I see they're like being like, you know, my mom will say like dog and then I'll, on stage I'll be like, oh my God, my mom was like, there's a dog attacking me. Like it just is so exaggerated. So it'll We've had some awkward car rides where she's just like, I don't know, where are you? I don't sound like, where do you, why do you even do that voice? I don't sound like that. I sound like a, I feel like an, sound like a drunk baby when you do that voice. <laughs> so it kind of comes down on her, but it's all true. It's just, you know, it's just like, I'll just really, really exaggerate something. And then what, one thing you're supposed to do is you're supposed to record all your sets, listen to them transcribe them I don't always do that but if Mm -hmm. I'm like really working on something then I will and it become it's like a it's like a it's pretty 
it's actually a quite a tedious thing, but it's like lifting. Like you're doing the same couple moves yeah. to then like get muscle memory. Yeah. And you just like, you do the same ones over and over again. You perfect them. Mm-hmm. Figure uh, out where you're going to pause, figure out where you're going to do all this stuff. Like I remember doing this audition when I first started, it was for last comic standing. And I had only been doing comedy for like, not a very long time, say a couple years. And the audition is, it's just you and the executive producer. And I think Wanda Sykes was an executive producer. And, and it's you and just those two people in the middle of the afternoon, all the lights are on and they have you on a stage and they go, do one minute of comedy, go. Oh, no warm up, no contact. Like, and that I remember after doing that, I was like, oh, that's why you have to practice the same thing so much because then you don't get like shook, shaken. Like when that happened, I was so disoriented. Now, if someone, if I had to do something like that, it's like, you've just done it so many times. Like, even if the elements change, you can still like work with that within reason. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes total sense. You, it's just like, your reason memory. looks easy is because you've logged so many hours doing it. Exactly. Exactly. So did you go to school for this? No. <laughs> is there comedy school? <laughs> you know, they do have classes and I have taken classes and I've taken a lot of, I've taken this, I've taken acting classes and I, I've, I would thought about fitness with this too, with acting classes, because I've had people ask, how do I get an acting agent? Mm. And I'll be like, well, have you taken an acting class? And they're like, I think 100% of the time the answer was no. And I was like, let me send you some acting class info. And they're like, well, I want to get an agent first. I'm like, it doesn't, that's like asking, that's like being like, I want to sell a house. And someone's like, what house do you want to sell? Well, you get me the real estate agent, then I'll get a house. Like, why is, what's the agent going to agent if you don't have a house? But I've done that with fitness before where I'd be like, I want this result. And someone would be like, we got to go work out. I'm like, ooh, what other options we got? And I'm like, well, you got to, I mean, and I never even thought to learn about protein or any, I didn't. And like, I, so they'd be like, well, you gotta, you know, learn about protein and, and like eat a good amount of a lot of it. And like, I'd be like, ah, what else is in the backpack? And it's like, these are the things you gotta do some version of these things. Yes. And so I, I remember like when I was learning about like nutrition, then I was like, oh, this is, I've been like frustrated with people who just want the results with an acting thing, but I've done that with exercise so many times, like being like, okay, in eight weeks, I need these results for exercise. So, and I would be big on to being like starting tomorrow. Like I'd always be writing these to-do lists. Like I'm going to wake up, meditate, get steps, drink a superfood smoothie. Like, you know, it didn't, it was just based on no habit or plan, but, um, that's yeah, so funny. But, I just yeah. saw your tweet or maybe it was an Instagram post that said you're right. You're into writing short fiction. Yes. <laughs> yes. My to-do, I'm in writing for t- short fiction, mainly my to-do list. And that's how, that. that was really how it felt with doing, because so much of it is like uh, just figuring out some type of way to like, with that, like put it into your life regularly right. where you're doing something. But like, so Oh, so I did not go to school. I'm so sorry. I did not yeah, go to school okay. for acting. I apologize. I did not go to school for acting or, or comedy. I went to school. I studied philosophy and then philosophy and communications. Okay. That makes sense. And then, but I wasn't interested in stand up at all. And then I, but I was interested in entertainment. I grew up in really, really rural Maine uh-huh. and I used to always watch TRL. Do you remember TRL? Of did you get course. into that? Yeah. Oh my God. I loved 
when my parents separated, my dad's big pitch was, if you come over to my house, I'll have satellites. I know. And it worked on me. I was like, how many channels are we talking? And then he, he got all the channels. So he kind of, you know, bribed me to come over and it worked. Uh-huh. And I'm, I am close with my parents, but I just remember being, my dad would let me watch more TV than my mom would. And that like carried a lot of weight. And so I would watch TRL and BET's 106 and Park all the time. And so I thought I wanted to work in the music industry uh-huh. when I was in elementary school and high school. I'm from really the backwoods of Maine. So it was a very, I remember people kind of looking at me like, you want to do what? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to work in A&R, which is, I don't even know what it stands for, but I, it, it's like, you remember the rapper Jermaine Dupri? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I remember being like, now this guy is a winner. Because I was like, him and Master P, they know the business of it. And I learned a couple keywords, like they know the business and the joint ventures. And I learned Master P owned a telecommunications company. So in Maine, my whole plan was, I was like, I gotta, I gotta meet one of these guys. I gotta work in the music industry. And these guys are, this, they know how to live. Like they're being creative and yeah. And so my, I wanted to work in entertainment and work in music. And then I, for whatever reason, I was most drawn to Master P and Jermaine Dupree. It sounds pretty insane, but they really spoke to me as a kid. I don't know, truly. I think it was the idea of like, they were like, you know, look what I did with my words. Yeah. And I was attracted to that mobility, I guess. Are you from a country or the city? I'm from the suburbs. I You're am, from the suburbs. I am a suburb gal. I would go to the country though for the summers. I would spend the summers in rural Nebraska with my grandma. Nice. I bet and I beautiful. always say that's why I'm not an asshole because mm. I'm the only <laughs> child. Everything about me lines up to be an asshole. Right. Um, but I'm not like <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Like even yeah. back in the day, like when Jason Sudeikis was on Saturday Night Live, they had this skit that was based off people in Kansas City and they were oh, like and I was like see that could be me right 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 put the Nebraska summers in yeah exactly and it's wild you know the rural I loved I loved those times just running in the mud chasing oh yeah yes my totally around I could do whatever I wanted but chasing pigs chasing in Maine they had this they had this uh competition where it would be less pigs than people this is kind of awful and you'd have to get the pig in a bag and if you didn't the person who didn't get the pig would get eliminated until it was like down to just like one person and one pig and then you get to keep the pig and that was like a big event in town when I picture Maine I picture fancy things I've never there is that (laughs) there is isn't it funny what we picture when we think of a place it's so it's so wild and then it's like there's usually like a mix of both it like what we're picturing and other things Maine, it does. There's like the coastal. I grew up in a coastal community, very pretty summer, lots of summer people in the winter. It's very small and it's, you know, and then the, there's the pig races and the people go off roading and there's a lot of Maine's got a lot of a lot of summer people. There's also a lot of poverty. Yeah, it's very it is very pretty, very outdoorsy. Like I was always like running around a lot, played sports. Oh, really? I, what sports did you do? I played soccer and I wasn't very good at it, but I really tried and I did tennis and I wasn't very good at that either, but I tried. <laughs> I tried. And now I love the suburbs because I grew up in, I went from country to city. Uh-huh. So now when I'm in the suburbs, I like love it. Like I love bringing out the, I love like the garbage day and like seeing the neighbors. Like I love all that stuff. I am a suburb gal and I, I like it. it. 
right? We have Denver, which is so cool right over there. So cool. I can't live in the city. I get I it. I need to let my dog out. I can't walk him all the time. I get it. I need to go to Target when I want to. I love Target. I, I need things close to me. And <laughs> I get it 100%. I mean, it's also like, there, it, it's very hard to conserve your energy in the city because I feel like you have to put such an effort in, especially when you don't have your own car, like, in, cause you're walking. Like, mm-hmm. so when I go places and I'm in a car that I'll usually be able to regroup in the car, but like you're, re- although then you're not getting your steps in, <laughs> but in New York, it's easy to get the steps in. Cause you're always stepping. Yes. But even when you're, even when I'm out stepping in New York, it's like there, I have to have like a conscious effort of being like, like, okay, I'm going to protect my thoughts here. Cause there's just so much. And like, oh, yeah. you see the amount of people in the world and it's just like staggering or then you'll see sad things. And I don't want to be unaffected by that. Like, I know the other day I, um, there was this guy and he was in the street and he was laying down. People are kind of walking by and I stopped. Cause I was like, I, what's going on? Yeah. And he sees me stop and he goes, give me $5 and I'll get out of the street. <laughs> and I was like, and it took me a second. And then I saw he wasn't getting up. So I was like, oh my God. Okay. So he, I, I like take it out and I'm like waving it around. And then he jumps up and gets it. And then these other, these people started yelling at me and they were like, he does that because of people like you giving him the money. And I just kind of scuttled away. But I was also like, I don't want to get to the point where I don't care that someone's lying in the street. I know. So I'm not, I'm not willing to not care. I'm not willing to not give the $5. I'm not, if he got hit, I would have like, I know. so that's one thing with New York, just normalizing stuff like that in your brain, but also being like, I'm not going to like, like become unfazed by this because yeah. this is crazy. It's so crazy. I know this we have so a really crazy. problem too. And I just can't, it breaks my heart every time I go downtown. Right. I'm like, I want to give all of them the money. Exactly. I, I, I it hurts right. my soul. I know. Mm. And then explaining it to like your, my niece was visiting. My sister okay. went to, she went to a spin class. So I was walking with my niece and then she, we saw a person without a, like someone asking for money. And I was like, I, she, she said, who's that? And I was like, oh, different people are in different situations. And, and then I realized she should probably have that conversation with my sister, not me. So I just said, I was like, you know, life is crazy. Life is crazy. And then when we saw my sister, she was like, how was it? I was like, good. But like, I almost was trying to explain homelessness. And I just started saying life is crazy. And Katie was like, oh my God, like, let me talk to her and don't talk about Santa for the love of God. (laughs) Those are the rules. Those are the rules. Do not, we're not. Are you the older one or are you the younger one? I'm older. I'm 19 months older. I have a sister and a half brother. And my sister and I are pretty close and she's very into her, her business is around women who are pregnant pre and postnatal. So that's who she just trains women. I think she trains other people too, but that's what the focus is. And she worked in advertising and then transitioned into that. And we weren't really in the health growing up that much, I would say. Really? What was it? What was your upbringing like? My mom was really into like organic food and like that type of thing, but it wasn't like, like she had a garden and was very into like, she's a very like big into cooking, but she wasn't, and my, both my parents are healthy, but they, I wouldn't just like my stepmom now is someone who I would say is like, like into health and fitness and like works out regularly and gets protein. My parents are healthy, but I wouldn't say they like study it. Like, but I do remember, I have distinct memories of the South beach diet. Oh yeah. You remember that? Of course. 
I just remember like opening the fridge and it was like all jello and like ricotta cheese. And that was when also, because I don't know if it's like the same type of messaging now, but like messaging, I feel like now is more scattered, but like back in the day, I'm 37. It was like, you know, South Beach diet everywhere, Atkins diet. It's like, there'd be like one thing that everyone would be talking about. It wasn't as fragmented. So I remember when Atkins came on the scene, it was, everybody is taught, did you know carbs are bad? And like, that takes years to unlearn. Like it takes you, you, it takes so long to be, then be like, oh wait, that's not how it, this is like just these like sound bites of nutrition, how much they like, or like the low fat, like low fats, snack wells, low fat. So I remember seeing that we had that stuff. We didn't really talk about nutrition per se. And then I was a emotional eater as a kid, big time, Uh big time. I use food as a coping thing, like almost more than any, I don't drink now. And I, I, I think that's more like with comedy, just as I'm around it all the time, but food, I think is, was always like the most comforting. I was very much, and I listened, there was the episode you had with a woman who was, she was an entrepreneur. I for, I'll re-pull it back. Stephanie, list- Stephanie Mara Fox talking yes, about- Yes, she was great. Yeah, I She love was that great. Episode. That was a great, and I remember, and just like her, like talk, I was like kind of like applying like her approach to stuff and just like figuring things out. And I remember that kind of like clicked for some reason too about just like figuring out ways to like implement things and like, you know, responsibility and being like, okay, especially with like, you know, I can't control what happens, but I can work on my reaction to it. So my, I know if I then go and like eat a bunch of things that make me not feel good, then that like, I'm like, I'm responsible to myself for like feeling really crappy the next day. And I'm doing that to myself and it's okay. Totally. You, that if we didn't maybe we didn't have other coping skills exactly yes exactly exactly it served a purpose until it, it's like we you know I was doing I was reading this book that was talking about like self-will run riot like it's like something worked until it stopped working like maybe yeah. the coping thing maybe like you know maybe in the beginning like drinking helps you do this but then if you have a proclivity to drink too much then all of a sudden you surpass what it was good for. And now you're doing it in a way that's like eating cookies is great. But then if you're eating cookies, to like get fucked up, that's a different thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I've done I that before. I would love to get fucked up on some cookies, to I, be honest with you. <laughs> oh my God. I was trying to say something. I'm like, when people go to bars, I'm like, why don't we all just go stand around and order some candies and have the same amount of sugar in the candies? And someone was like, what? I'm like, how fun would that be? Like, a dessert bar, but we're treating it like a bar bar and we're not. And instead of like standing, like how fun would that be? And if we could do it five to six and you can bring your, we can bring kids if we want and be like, we all get a couple cookies and we're eating them, like holding them like drinks. Heaven. I'm in. I'm in. And then, and it's like, but doing it like that, where it's like intent and the intent for me is like, then it's like good. But then if my intent is like, like if I'm angry about something, but I don't, health is such a process because now I've, I feel like it's been like rewritten. I've kind of rewired that, you know, day at a time, like just working on it, but like rewired my impulse to then go. Cause it's kind of like, okay, if my impulse is to do something that feels really unhealthy mm-hmm. now, just through trial and error, I'm like, I know I'm not going to feel good. I'm not going to feel good. Yeah, so I try to have the intention be more, um, less black and white. 
Yeah, it sucks because you like, you have to be an adult with your decisions. Yes, well said. <laughs> like, this isn't gonna, well said. not going to feel well tomorrow. I mean, I hate growing up as much as anyone, but. That's well, exactly what it is. And that it, that applies to everybody is kind of mind blowing too. Because yeah. sometimes I feel like when we don't articulate thing, these things, like it feels like, oh, it just applies like secretly to like people will think it's like something they're just dealing with, but it's like, no, it's hard for like everybody. It's like hard be, it's hard. Like to do, to do the right stuff. thing mm-hmm. well I would imagine too only because you know I like to watch all the shows about all the people um Elvis's show and I'm obsessed with Britney Spears and- I love her I know I did you watch the Pamela Anderson documentary um I have not watched it yet it's Is it good? really good I think I cried like it was like I was like it was, I was surprised. Like it was, it was very powerful. Like you, it, it's very good. Yes. I think it's well, good. And I think it's, I did watch this documentary about Baywatch. I was a huge mm. Baywatch fan. I had David Hasselhoff folders when I was in high oh, school. Oh, sure. I love totally. it. But they were talking about how Baywatch like shaped the nineties after they saw Pamela, then women started getting implants. Then people mm. started doing this and it was wild. So I will totally watch it. But yeah, because, you should because it's she talks about that and then how like people would only ask her about her implants and like, oh, poor thing yeah but I would feel like in your industry I feel like the potential to like go buck wild is just around you <laughs> all the time <laughs> so it is encouraged and it's also it's encouraged and co-signed too because it's like acting kind of like unhinged and crazy is okay because it's it, it's like entertaining but here's the kink like I was watching this interview with do you remember that show broad city did you ever see that uh-huh, uh-huh. i remember i really i i like that show a lot and i auditioned for it a couple times and as a little side note i remember i met alana glazer at shows back in the day and she was like do you ever want to go to an o- open mic together and i never responded to her because i remember being like she doesn't take comedy that seriously i don't see her around much and i remember her saying she was like i'm really busy working on this show but if you want to go to open mic some together we can and i didn't respond to that and then i remember being like Ah! and I I love that show but I watched this interview with her and she was like you know people will come up to me and be like you know like I've got pot for you or however they say that I don't know if that's the right slang right I don't know if I've got whatever the terminology was like you want to smoke a doobie I don't know what people what, (laughs) what what kids these days are saying but she was like and I understand why they think I smoke a lot she's like but I don't she's like if I smoked as much as the character on the show I couldn't do the things I need to do yeah so I see a lot with comedians like a lot of times most people that are out performing and then also involved in other stuff can't you just can't do all of it because you can't keep up with all the things that you need to so in the beginning it is more like cosine but like now if someone is like crazy or too late like or just sloppy Mm -hmm. there's too many people that can do it just as well or better than you can so you don't want to have that ding against you but in theory it could be very like cosine and you sure are around alcohol a lot like you know there's always like alcohol or like there's always alcohol I mean I don't see a lot of drugs around even when I I went to this there's this big festival and I've been to it a couple times and uh the last time I went someone was like how everyone else was everyone was doing I, I went to this party and everyone was doing cocaine and I was like I was there. I didn't see anyone doing cocaine. And they were like, really? And they were like, maybe they just didn't offer it to you. And I was like, you know what? I don't think anyone has ever offered me. Co- like, I was like, maybe they just see me and are like, yeah, she's already too, 
like weird or too much Don't energy. Give that girl cocaine. Exactly. Cause I was like, they were offering you guys cocaine. They're like, yes, that's like what. And I, re- I remember being like, I thought it was just a party for like, I like totally was oblivious to it. So I just, I didn't quite. So maybe I'm like, not as seeing all that stuff happening, but I, most of the people that I know that are really like performing at a intense level, just, mm-hmm. you just can't party too much. I know a couple people that do though. And I'm so impressed. Like, I'm like, I just don't know how they stay lucid. And yeah, like whenever you, there's like certain, like, I remember I saw, um, I've seen Kevin Hart a few times, like around the city working on stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. He'll travel sometimes with his trainer Mm -hmm. who I follow on Instagram. So I saw him come into this club called the Comedy Cellar in New York. And I recognized his trainer before I recognized him. Oh, wild. Because I follow him. Justin, just trained. And yeah, he, walked, him. he walked in and I was like, oh my God, it's Kevin Hart's trainer. Jack. Oh, hey, Kevin. <laughs> Jack. Yeah, exactly. Move. <laughs> and Kevin was behind him and um, it was probably like 11 p.m. or something. And I saw him and he was like having one drink and then he did a show. And then the next morning I saw something on Instagram where he woke up at like, he was like at the gym at like 6 a.m. or whatever it was. And I was like, so he can do, he can like have a drink and be out that late and all that. I don't know if I could, I know if I put alcohol in that mix, because it's me, it's have the drink, then stay, then I'm not going to sleep and then da, da, da. Right. So some people can balance that better. Men, are, men yeah. aren't as sensitive to us as us to that. And why that is that? Sex. It's just right. more sensitive <laughs> to it. I mean, is it a wild. hormone thing or why is I think, that? I think that's part of it. Mm. And once you get your aura ring, you'll see what that alcohol does to your sleep score, your body temperature. And that will mm. like seal the deal. You're like, it makes being an adult real easy when it comes to that stuff. I think that's interesting. That is, that's why the little tools like that can, it's just like little, like things of like accountability like Mm -hmm. did did you play sports growing up or like where did you start getting your discipline a swimmer I was a swimmer Mm. and I was a long distance swimmer and I think that's really what I'm crazy right I'm just just go just go (laughs) long distance I mean that's there's a comedian in New York named Laura Sugar who used sugar she used to do like competitive swimming Mm -hmm. and that's such a disciplined like talk about like delayed breath, like literally you're yes. holding your breath and like, that's very, 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 that's hard to do. And you have to so, really be aware of your body. And that's, I, I've actually thought about like talking about that because it really is like, especially with the long distance, you just have to keep on going and do weird stuff along the way to keep yourself entertained. Yes. Do you get, <laughs> do you think people get fueled by, cause sometimes when I think of like keeping on going through times, like when I just like, don't want to like, it used to be, I would get fueled by being angry. Like I'd be like, I'm going to show this person this, da, 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 da. but then what happens is, you know, the certain things like you calm down and you get less angry. And then it's like, you have to find other things to be fueled by than being like, I'm going to show this. hundred percent. You know what That's I mean? So funny. You just said that. Cause I was thinking a lot of things I've done is cause I want to show somebody. Same. And well, sometimes that can be, I, cause like there's certain things where it's like, like I was trying to give someone advice about this audition for something. And I was like, I remember walking by this one comedy club and I always thought, ah, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for that. And then seeing this, someone's name there and I go, they're performing there. I can do that. Like, Girl, I, I know. And I wouldn't consider that a negative thing. Cause it's not like being like, it's just like, oh, I, okay. Now I feel I'm going to push myself to try to do that. Yeah. So that I think is like, 
more okay. Like you can't be like, they got this, I'm a, I, or whatever. You can't like drive yourself crazy with it, compare and despair. Yeah. But so that's like where it's like, I don't know if it's anger, but that's a more positive one. But so I, so many things where I'll be like, I'll sh- I'm going to show you who exactly. I don't know, but I'm trying to show know, someone they saw, something. They seen, they, they yeah, seen it. They better, hey, you guys see that? Like, who, I'm the crazy person in the street now. Um, Give me $5. Give me $5. You see that? Give me $5. But it's true. And then you have to figure out like, okay, how can I do the, It's like falling in love with the process. Like yeah. I've tried to get in shape before t- because I've been angry at something. I'm like, I'll show you. Da, da, da. That doesn't stick. No. And that's why something with getting steps in, getting steps isn't really an angry endeavor. Getting steps is a much calmer endeavor. And that's one thing I like about it too. Yes. Like, it's not like, you know, I could see maybe running and being like, I'm angry and running quickly, but just the steps it's like, and then there's no coincidence that that is such like a beneficial thing too. No, I agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah. That's so funny. And I think that's something that as people get successful, like you're successful, like trying why change? Like, why do you keep going? I mean, you could easily be like, I'm good. Uh, you know what I try to think of it? it, it that's so interesting. Okay. So do you know, Um, did you ever watch Life with Louie? Do you remember Louie Anderson? Of course I remember him. He's so nice. Oh, He's such a nice person. Actually. So he, it's funny. I used to record like getting steps on my Instagram stories and he would write me these little notes about, cause his doctor had told him he needed to get steps. Mm-hmm. And he said, he was like, I'm supposed to be getting steps too. And I was like, just go do a couple, like do a couple steps. And him and I were working on a cartoon about getting steps. Oh. And I know, I know it would have been so, it would have been fun. But he said, he, he's, I don't know if he was, I think he must've been kidding, but he said he used to take his Fitbit and put it on his dog's tail and then bring it into his doctor. And that he would like be eating in the kitchen while the dog was getting his steps. And I would be like, ah. and then I tried saying like, you know, you could I use, like I was doing step accountability for a long time. I was like, just text me when you get your steps. And if you don't get them, text me that too, just to get in the habit. And I don't think he ever ended up doing it, but um, wait, so I'm so sorry. What was the question? I don't know. Where's, oh, keep I mean, it on going. Keep it on going. Oh, keep it on going. Successful. Thank you so much. So he's. He at his towards like up until, you know, I think he passed away about a year and a half ago. Up until that, he was like, we would meet about once a month and talk about this card potential cartoon for steps. And it was it was like this is like I remember I had met him before he did baskets. And then when he did baskets, he was like, I'm going to take a pause on developing like cartoons like I'm going to try to keep going up in like scripted on camera TV stuff. And then like, wow, then Bass, he's on a big break from baskets. And that's when we revisited. And I remember thinking like, oh, it just never kind of, it never ends. Like you want to be, mm-hmm. it's, you want to be working for better or worse. And I think there's a fine line with that because I know some people where maybe that mentality has makes, has driven, could drive you crazy, mm-hmm. but then also it can keep you interested and motivating and like, have like a lust for life but there's definitely a fine line with that definitely I know like my dad how old is he I don't know I'm 40 plus 30 70 so he's in his 70s right and I'm like why don't you just retire right but then I also kind of get it like totally what am I gonna do if I retire (laughs) right totally you're like well I got my steps so now what I right right I I feel like I 
sometimes I'll fantasize about it. I'll be like, I would love to just be in Florida and drive around in a golf cart and like sit and look at stuff. Like that does sound great too. There's some, something about that does sound really nice, but I'll think of it too. Like, I don't know. It's, it's tough. Cause it's like, at what, what, if you tie your being content into your work, then you're never obviously going to be content. But then right. it's, I remember after I filmed the, I did this thing with Netflix like years ago. It was Netflix. It's like a 15 minute thing. And the night after we filmed, my manager at the time was like, right the night of it, I was like, okay, so we got to figure out, I can't do that 15 minutes. So we got to get this, try to shop this around for whatever. And she was like, just take the day to enjoy that we did this. And I was like, what? She was like, why don't you, you don't enjoy it. You need to enjoy stuff sometimes. Otherwise it's not worth it. And I was like, no, this isn't the type of thing I enjoy. She was like, what are you talking? Like what? And I was like, I'm not going to enjoy this. I was like, I enjoy if I do like a hot yoga thing or something. I feel enjoyment that I got up and made myself do that. Like I'll feel calm in that, but I don't ever really feel calm in work stuff. Yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad. What if you didn't make money doing what you do? Would you still do it? At this point? I mean, I do lots of times I'll do shows to be working on stuff. Uh So it's like, so yes, I, yes. Yeah. That's a good yes. thing. I Most mean, here's am I being totally honest right now? Let me. Tell you. I mean, I, wah, 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 wah. I, I don't know. It's tough. I, it's it, it's tricky. I mean, I think it's all. I think it's a compulsion. Yes, I would. Because say Without I was doing travel, like maybe you wouldn't have to be going all over the place. If I was say I was doing something like okay I remember I had I've had like writing jobs before and then at night I'll like go out and just do bar shows or yeah I I will yes I would totally I think I think the idea of it like without the track yes yeah because I also as much as I would like complain about it or whatever it is like I still like do like I like love it too like it's it it can be like the most fun thing would I do acting probably not so much no that seems no. so hard. But it's like, uh, I remember asking this, there was this actress and she came to, her boyfriend was an actor too, boyfriend at the time. And she, they came to a comedy show and they were like, how do you do those open mics? And I was like, I was like, oh, well, you just do them. I was like, you guys are auditioning all the time. And she was like, they were like, yeah, of course. I was like, well, you just, this is just what you have to do to get to the other thing. So you just have to want that other thing more than the thing that's in front of it. Right. You yeah. know? And it's like, cool. if that's what you want, like with, you know, like, cause I was surprised that they were really like, oh, oh yeah. Cause I mean, I knew both of them had to be acting, giving up every, so much for acting. Mm-hmm. She's on that, the handmaid's tale with the Oh, um, wow. Madeline Brewer. That's who it was. She, she was like so nice. And she was just like, she was like, oh, yeah, of course, with auditioning. And I and I remember one time in L.A., I ran into her at an audition and I was just like, it's just interesting too, like thinking about like, because to me, I'm like, oh, auditions, like, ah, oh. but for an open mic, it's like, oh, yeah, that's just what you have to do. So it's just like, be, I think you have a more of a proclivity towards like some things and other things when you it's it is interesting what drives us and then with fitness I guess it's like everyone finding their own thing to drive them to try to be healthy yeah well also like that just made me think of too like that would drive the that would drive me crazy because I'm like I feel like you have to prove yourself over and over and over again like I want to audition for you do you want to work with me or not I don't like <laughs> you know me what, what? yes yes <laughs> That's how I want to no. feel about it 
but that's no, like, yes. I don't like one-on-one coaching and I don't want to have this strategy right. call with someone. Cause I'm like, would well, you want to work with me or not? Right, care. right, right. I understand. I totally understand that. And, and also, yes, like people that is like the sentiment, like you are not alone. Like any actor would be like, yeah, that's especially, I mean, there's times I remember there was like something I went in on audition, like for the same casting person, like 15 times. Uh-huh. And I was like, are they her? Is this some type of harass? Like, is this like a joke to them? Like what more could like, let's just call it a day. Like, do they just need to fill a quota of people with short blonde hair? Like what's going on? But someone was like, no, they they have to also show you to other people. Like it's part of a process that maybe like, maybe you don't know like what their, the whole process is. And I was like, all right but it's figuring out what your lines are too. Oh God. Well, here's the other, the other thing I really wanted to ask you about too, is whenever I see your clips, you interact so well with the audience. Does that Appreciate drive that. you nuts? Do you welcome that? How does that fit in? Okay. So there's definitely been an evolution of audience interactions in relation to social media clips. Mm. So I would say since you know, people started posting clips online. You do, I've always actually been like interacted quite a bit with the crowd, but since you started posting clips online too, like this is something a lot of people have asked. They'll be like, are there a lot of kids at your shows? Cause I've posted clips where they'll, there's been like a kid at the show, Mm -hmm. but the the, the answer is no, not at all. It's just that I do a lot of standup and I'm videotaping. Say I do standup anywhere from like uh, like one to three times a night if I'm in New York and then on the weekends, like one show Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, one Sunday. So we're talking over the years. This is a lot of shows. Yeah. So at a couple of those shows, especially ones that would be not me headlining where, where it's like, then they have to be 21 plus. But if it's a showcase at a 7 PM or 6 PM, sometimes people bring, can bring their kids. Mm-hmm. So no, like there's not, there's not always people like heckling or talking out it's just that then that's what you're showing on okay okay so I actually feel bad because people were like what kind of psychos bring their kids to comedy shows that's totally debatable but I'll I'll actually always respond to be like just for context like it was a 6 p.m show you know if that it, it wasn't a 21 plus like people weren't serving alcohol at it like it was like you know, would I, did I feel, did I feel comfortable doing my material in front of the kid? Absolutely not. Did I change what I was going to say? Yeah. You better believe it. I don't know. You. That's awesome. I'm like, they're like, you shouldn't change it for anybody. I'm like, ah, uh, that's not, not the cross I'm willing to die. Like, I'm not yeah. willing to die in that hill about me being like, I need to say what I need to say. Like, absolutely not. Like ha- my pleasure to switch it up. But, um, it's like, it's, it's the, the in- audience interaction is something that I've always done a good amount of. And so I wouldn't say I've necessarily changed it for clips, but it, I would say people feel like more, or, there's definitely like a vibe of people like being a little more talkative or saying more crazy stuff. Yeah. But I also, I worry too. I don't want people coming out and thinking that they like have the pressure of putting on the show because people post so many clips now. It's like, I don't want people to think like they have to come and then someone says something crazy or there's no show. Like the show needs to be there. Like you need to have a full 45 minutes or an hour of whatever you were going to do. And then that's just like the cherry on top. If there's some interaction, because I've been in the audience before watching where it seems like someone doesn't have a plan or there isn't a show. And then they're doing so much crowd work where you're kind of like, wait, did you not prepare anything? (laughs) And then 
then I'm like, Hey, like we paid for this. Like what's the show? You know what I mean? Like, don't put so much pressure on the guy in the front row to be out of his mind, you know? So, so you go to shows too. So this was actually, no, I don't. Cause I'm just at them so much, but I will watch. I do like watching. Like I like seeing what other people are like saying. I, I do enjoy watching shows. Or if there's like comics in the green room, especially since I don't smoke pot in mm-hmm. case someone's smoking pot, I'll go out and watch before I'll go on. Yeah. That's kind of how that's like my workaround with that. But I also like seeing, I, I like seeing what other people are like talking about and doing and it just make I don't know I I still I still really enjoy watching people well who like I know that your other um (laughs) your BET one and six and park inspiration I know that part but I loved that and I used to watch their comic view too there's this comic Bruce Bruce I used to watch I didn't know he was a comedian I just thought he was a did you ever see him he was he used to host um comic view but him and Seinfeld like when I was a kid I didn't understand they were comedians I just thought they were like silly people Oh. especially this guy Bruce Bruce because he used to do he used to like make a lot of funny facial expressions and I just remember thinking he was so silly like I was like that that man is so silly like he is a silly guy and then I got older I'm like oh my god he was a comedian like I just always thought he was being so silly which is what you want you don't want someone you don't want someone going oh uh, they're a good writer you want them to be like ah I want to be their friend or whatever it is yeah so who was your inspiration then besides Bruce it's Bruce Bruce well, he, he wasn't my inspiration only because I didn't even know that's what he was doing. It was only like years later. I was like, oh, Bruce, Bruce. And I've never gotten to meet him, but I'm so cute. I always like perk up if people like talk. I've always just heard like that. He's like a nice guy. And yeah, I was like, I hope to hope to get to meet him someday. But when I first started watching, when I really, really first started, I would watch Dane Cook because I started in Boston and he was like very prominent in Boston Mm -hmm. you know he came from Boston and then I would watch Wanda Sykes Ellen Richard Jenny and Cat Williams but it just is so different now too because now it's like it's like you just see so much comedy all the time I find at least in my my feed like there's so many more you have so much access to so many more people it's not like back in the day where it was like one special came out and everyone went and watched that now it's like there's just so much content out constantly. It feels, it just feels like a, it just is a very different thing since when I started, which I would think it would be with fitness too, because social media has changed. Yeah. Everything. Anybody can be an online trainer. True. Actually, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Right. Cause you won't even know. Yeah. If someone. And I'm not a trainer, right? That's how I like to differentiate myself. Like I'm really about so much more, but like, yes, yeah, any of those yahoos out there can tell you anything. And if they look good, great. She has, right. You must know what she's talking about. Totally. I worked with, I found the time, what really like helped me learn about nutrition stuff was doing like an immersive two month program oh. online. Cause I had worked with trainers before and I would learn moves, but I didn't learn about nutrition. So it wouldn't like change my, I didn't have any changes at like really at all. And then I actually started working out the program I did. It was like, you do two one-on-ones and then follow certain macros. And like, that was so much more. I learned so much more in that than like any amount of like learning about exercises, which is great. But it, that is what made me learn like, Oh, protein. Oh yeah. I mean, that's the craziest thing. People are so worried about, you know, getting their steps in and doing their workouts, but like you know, I went to group fitness forever and yoga classes forever. And I see the yep. same people week after week after week and nobody ever changes because they never I know. change their diet. And you're like, oh, so that's what it is. 
100 I was I for like years I would be and then I would do it where I would literally I would just eat be like oh, I'm gonna try to be healthy and then I would eat like just try to eat vegetables and then at night I'd be starving and eat right. a bunch of like whatever was around because I wasn't eating protein I remember one day what literally one day I was like I'm doing keto and I went to Wendy's and I had like four or five patties which of course then I felt sick but I was like I love keto <laughs> getting messed up on some hamburgers and I remember my friend was like I don't even think that's how you do keto I was like there's literally one carb in each of these I've had five carbs I get 10 carbs today this lasted one day and then so it's like okay really you just ate five Wendy's hamburgers (laughs) eating Wendy's hamburgers fine but like why would you eat five you're gonna feel sick you know what I mean like and then thinking that that was a way and, and wanting to like change like be like okay I need to you know look I want to be different I remember you had a post a while back about what if you weren't starting over every day? Yeah. I forget exactly how you said it, but I was like, yes, that's so true. Like doing it. So you're not putting all that pressure on yourself to start over being like a little gentler. Yeah. This what cause starting is really hard. Ooh. Ramped up. Seriously. Even yeah. When you sit down to write, like, is, is it kind of totally. hard? Absolutely. And I'll try to like trick myself into doing it where I'll be like, I'll really trick my, it's kind of, I'll really be like, okay, like you're just going to do it for five minutes. Or you're just going to watch this one video or you're just going to get, the, you're just going to get this one thought. Like you're going to like, just do this one thing. And I'll try to like trick myself into approaching like that. Cause otherwise I won't do it. There's just no way because especially with like listening to recordings, it's so tedious. Mm. So, or I tried doing it with um, habit stacking. I didn't, I got a little ambitious. I was like, every time I drink coffee, I'm going to write. That wasn't it. That habit works better. I found like, okay, if I have coffee in the morning, then I'm going to brush my teeth. And then that was a little more natural. But with writing, I'll, what I'll try to do now is be like, if I'm on the plane before I watch a movie, I'll take out a notebook for five minutes. That I can do. Very nice. That I can do. And then I'll like organize, you know, and like work on stuff. And that I can do more than, because I also used to be like, okay, won't write this week. But next week I'll spend a whole day writing. Just, it is, it is like that with not starting over all time. It's like, it doesn't work like that. You're just not going to do it. And you're, and also your brain can't like, you can't, we're not made to work like that. Like my friend said, he was like, you know, I can concentrate. Actually, my girlfriend said this too. She was like, she's like, I can concentrate for like 90 minutes and then I need to take a walk and do something else. Mm -hmm. You know, she was like, it's not natural to like concentrate straight for like, it's just not how you No you're not, you're not optimizing yourself. Do you consider yourself a writer, a comedian? What do you? (sighs) I consider myself someone who tries. I mean, I, I really try. So I would say, uh, I would say, yeah, I would consider myself a comedian. I mean, I mean, it's so funny too, because you'll see people that just start out that say they're something. I I always think of it. Like, I always try to think of things and I mean, this like in a good way. Like, I like having something be like right at my fingertips because I'm like working like mm-hmm. towards it. Yeah. There was a moment in acting where for the first time I did feel like an actor. I did this. Um, I did some scenes with Bobby Cannavale, who's on The Watcher. Did you ever watch that show? Uh-huh. So I watch a lot of TV. Me too. I love it. Me too. That's my favorite thing. Like, <laughs> I, I started in the past two years. Actually, as I got more into fitness, I got more into TV. I don't know what. I used to never watch TV. You can't drink anymore, you know? Like- True. That could be, that could be what it is. I didn't put that together, but now I'm like, I love watching 
action movies and TV. It's so fun. And also like, especially if I've taken care of some stuff, then I feel like I'm like, great. Like, mm-hmm. yee. so I did a couple scenes with him and he's so good. Wow. And I, that I felt like just like being able to be around him and like exchange lines after mm-hmm. that, I was like, because he's so good, it made everyone, I it made me feel like, like I learned like instantly just being around him because he's so natural that if you were like not being natural, you would have, it would have been obvious because he's so natural. So then I felt like there was that moment after that scene on that day, I remember sitting in the, they give you like a trailer where you get changed and like are between filming and stuff. I remember sitting in the trailer and I remember like, I closed my door getting ready for dinner. And it was after we filmed our scenes and I was like, oh my God, I felt like I'm an actor. Like I felt like that in that moment. Like I was like, I, that was an actor. And I never felt that on anything else, but I was like, I did the lines. I did them with him. Like I kept it cool. Like, woo. So I'll get like glimmers of that, but like, I always, it feels like something I'm always like working towards. And I don't necessarily know if I would change that because I think I'd be a little like wary of someone who, I mean, it all depends how they're saying it, but like, I think it's like, I feel like it's something that's also like a constant process because it's like a constant relationship. Like it's like, you know, it's, it's always between like you and the other people that you're like working with or performing in front of like, or like when someone says someone, I always feel very uncomfortable when someone is like, oh, my fan. Like when someone says that, I'm like, Ooh, oh, I feel a little, I'm like, I don't like that word. I was like, I was like, I would think it a, more of it as your employer, yeah. you know, because like these, are, this is someone who is in collaboration with you to give you a career. And like, it's all very like contingent on them enjoying your product. So I would just be, when people say the word, that fan, word fan, like that makes me like bristle. Like when if they're like, oh yeah, I had a lot of fans there or something. I'm like, la, 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 la. like there fans were people the there. Man. Yeah. No. I, th- I said, I'm like, be, I think be very like careful of that because it's like, are you fully aware of how quickly that dynamic can change and where you really are in that equation? So that's something all. So I always think of it like kind of like as like a fleeting thing, but um, but comedy is the one that I do the most and always go back to. And that's where other opportunities have have come from, just from doing that. That's probably why you um you seem so grounded to me. <sighs> I try well, also I really think for comics, like I don't know how someone wouldn't be grounded because at the end of the day, you're still trying to appeal. You know, at the end of the day, like I've seen Chris Rock working on jokes so many times. And when he works on jokes, he is willing to go out and he's like earned this right to go out with his notebook and try ideas. And then if the audience doesn't like him, he'll move on to another new idea. And they might not like that too. Someone who's a little newer would maybe do, if they don't like something, boom, you go back to something you've done a million times, like quote unquote, win him back. He's willing to basically delay the gratification of working on more new stuff which is uncomfortable to then have more new stuff that is good and more reward down the line but like to me I'm like of course someone would need to be grounded if then at night like they're in front of a room full of people they're like "Eh, maybe not you know what I mean yeah although do you meet people you meet people in any profession that are also not grounded but I don't know where what all it's hard knowing the inner workings of what that is attributed to it is and know. good I, for them I, if it works for them good for you yeah, you know good. Oh, great. it's wild though that seems like a lot of pressure <laughs> like, but think about this someone could say I mean being like um like having like learning about nutrition and then and, and lifestyle and healthy choices and then giving that someone be like that's a lot of pressure like you're 
you're helping people like learn and be the best selves. Yeah. It's a big thing. I mean, people that, yeah. people that carry the message of like things that like help people and make them healthier, like more sustainably, like whatever then like make someone then like respond to like that message. Like that's a huge thing that can like change the course of someone's everything. Well, and I agree with you 100%. And that's why, like, I'm sure you think of your job. It's not really, I mean, it is a job. Like it's more yeah. than, like, for me, it's more than what people think it is. It really oh, totally. is totally your whole world. Totally. Cause it's hundred percent, mm-hmm. 100%. And I just think that helps to keep you grounded and focused and perspective. And <laughs> it's bigger Absolutely. than you. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than us. Absolutely. I could, I agree. When people leave totally. your show. Like they're probably just like, you know, I'm so happy. People That's need the help goal. being happy. That's the goal. Absolutely. That's the goal for sure. And then I'll feel happy when they feel happy, especially yeah. like when people coming out to shows, I'm like, thank you. Or this is interesting. Or I think it's interesting. Sometimes afterwards people say for whatever reason, say like uh, people like, you were great. I go, you were great. And they'll be like, what? I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh You were great. Like you do it after enough times. You're like, these people were this, this felt great. You guys were great. You guys, because you guys were open to like whatever, everything going on. Now, when people buy a ticket to see a specific person, most likely they're already like tuned up and into it. But especially if people come out and they don't know who's performing, that's like, you're, competing with so many things so it's like an honor to have people's attention you know yeah we're competing with tv shows i'm like i love tv you could be watching tv but instead you're at a comedy show or you're working out or you're learning about how much protein you should get what an honor to get to spend that time with someone to be a part of that process when they could be watching svu dude that is an amazing perspective you've got lots of nuggets here i wrote down lots of nice things you've clearly done some work yes you're doing some work Yes, absolutely. You, I mean, totally for Good sure. For yeah. I try to, I mean, I, I don't see a therapist anymore, but, um, abs- I mean, I probably should, you know, there's always more to do, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but it's just apparent. And I think that's what, um, that's what sets people apart in whatever it is that they do. You can tell who is working on themselves because I mean, you, like you said, back to the point of energy, you have to have a high output and it's hard to maintain sure. high output if you're not taking care of yourself, mind and body. Amen. Um, totally. Do you recharge from, so, cause I actually am an introvert in terms of recharging. Yeah. So I recharge I'll do for me, it'll be like going on a walk or like being by myself or so, reading or something like that. I'm not like a recharger, other people, maybe one-on-one, but I don't like go out to recharge. Mm-hmm. Are you, do you, how do you, oh, usually- I'm the same. I need lots yeah. of alone time. Mm-hmm. Does that, cause problems with your girlfriend? Cause I'm married so, to Audi. <laughs> well, I feel it's, in, it is interesting. To, um, it doesn't, but it has in other relationships. Cause like in other relationships, be like, don't you want to go out? And I'm like, no, like after I go out after a show. Oh, so she's geez. very understanding about not uh, that that's how I am. And like, awesome. if she wants to go out, she'll go out and then, you know, we'll go out to like dinner or something, but she just knows like that that's not going to be it's to the point where even sometimes like she'll be like going out or something and I'll be like, oh, I would have done that. And she's like, oh, I didn't ask because I, I know, I thought you probably want to recharge. I'm like, well, no, that's true. I actually, I really actually really wouldn't want to do, but but you could invite me every now and then. And she's like, okay, but I just know you wouldn't want to go. Or like, she'll be really selective about like, like, like family events or like parties that like where it's like, 
okay, like this one I would really want you to go to. Yes. But she's very conservative about it. So sometimes I'm like, hey, do you want me to go to that wedding? And she's like, oh, like, you know, I covered, I figured you wouldn't. So I said, you know, something, something. And I'm like, oh, great. But, but it's so that's nice. But it is, you know, it's a dance. It's a dance. Yeah, it's good. Sounds like you guys work well together. Yes. I mean, it's definitely, but I've, I've been in a situation where someone's like, they're like, just come out for a little bit. I'm like, yeah, but the whole thing, a little hey. bit, what's a little bit like you gotta, you gotta leave. Leave. Yeah, you gotta Why leave. Are you Why are you leaving so early? Uh, what do people mean when they ask that question? Cause it's like, what do you, okay, now I'm going to say, now what, now what are we supposed to do? Like, they don't even want you to say when they say, why are you leaving so early? They're just like, well, I don't know what they're trying to do, but I'm not into it. Well, this is why I sneak out of places. Yes. And no goodbye. one, and no one even knows. No one like even it's knows. no one even knows. We drive separately. Typically when we go places. Great workaround. Great. Cause, Cause I don't want to be that person. That's not always at things, but right. um, it just, it's hard. <laughs> Cause it is important to like be there and like be, you know, be there for people. And like, yeah. that is important too, but that's a good workaround. There's nothing wrong with taking separate cars. So that's interesting because I mean, I feel like because you have that output, it's like, you just, you do need one-on-one time. Especially at, cause usually I'll do the show and then I'll do a meet and greet. That's fun. Like that's always like fun. So like getting to meet people, that's fun, fun. But then the idea of going out afterwards, like I would say very often people will be like, not necessarily people from this show, but like, you know, people maybe that like work at the club or something are like, okay, now we're going out. Or I was at a club. I remember I was in, um, I was in South Carolina. It was like a Tuesday and it was a 7 p.m. show. So we're, you know, everything's wrapped up by like 9, 30, 10, which love it. Great boom, boom, boom. This is wonderful. In New York, you see how much later doing shows. This is great. And I was just closing out with the wait staff and they were talking about some comedians that they had like gone out to bars with. And they're talking with this one comedian, like, ah, oh, he was great. Like we went out to, we went out to a bar. We stayed out to like 4am. We went to bar, dinner, strip club. And I was like, oh, that's so great. He did that. I was like, I'm, I'm at, I'm going to go home. And they're like, oh, and I was like, I, but I love that he did that with you guys. Like love it, love it, love it. Love that God for you. Bless. Love that for you. And I'm like, he went out, like you guys went out to a strip club on a Tuesday. Like I was like, huh, but that's so great. But it's just like, please don't take any offense. Like there's no equation in the world where I'm going to do that. There's no way. There's just one time I could ask to host a pool party. And I still get anxiety about the request. Like I was like, I didn't, first of all, I didn't do it, but like that I had the request, I had, I, I confirmed to do this like cruise and they were like, well, Emma hosts a pool party. And I was like, I can't do it. And they're like, you can't do the cruise. I really wanted to do it. We were trying to negotiate around me just not doing the pool party. Like it made me so, I was like, what does this mean host? I'm so scared. Yeah. Like I was like, like a dinner, par- I'll greet people at a dinner party, but like a pool party, like I can't, I can't, I can't. What would and that then even I, look like? I don't know. I greet people, like have a mic, and I, like, oh, I, uh, I would feel like nervous and scared. It was just, it was just too much. Just, and I still get it didn't happen. I didn't have to do it, and I still just that they even asked, just that it was on the table. To this day, I'm like. I can't, I, I did host a speed dating thing and that was fine. Cause that was not me. That was fine. Like 
I right, kept you're just it. hosting. Just like, hosting. That's how that feels different. Like there if you ever one of those like sip and paint places. No, but those look fun. Yeah. So this is what it's like. You go, you've been to a spin class, right? Yes, yes. Oh, great music, the instructor, yep. all the energy. That's what the sip and paint was like. Like the host, okay, now grab your red paint. Okay, now awesome. And that good. Because like Love. the attention's not on you. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That is good. That is good. Cause you're like, great, we get to vibe out. And that is why I like also one thing I love, like working out with someone or being in a program, because then someone else is taking those reins and it's keeping you like, you know in that zone like and then that to me that is like something where it's like oh this is great like getting to like there's a spin class in new york um called pedal house and the guy he is a guy named joey and his wife nadia they run it and they they put on a they really are like working during those classes like they're like coaching you through it and talk and like i just tune out and i love being like go yeah, for you it. need that because you, you got to have, I say high output needs high input. You need lots of inputs. Totally. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, God, I, mean, I could take day. all of your time. I am just, <laughs> I feel like I could sit down and talk to you forever. I won't. I won't, Emma. I love your Instagram page, though. It's very, it's inspiring and practical and, and following, like, I'm trying to think how I ended up finding, I think it was because um, I started following a woman named Stacia Patwell. That's who like got, I started like learning about nutrition stuff from her and then my sister. So then more people started popping up on my page. Oh, yeah. And it like, then there was like certain people I like responded to and it, it just, I don't know. It like helps. It's just like, it's motivating in like an encouraging way that speaks to me. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Cause so it's much. not like do this right now for five days. And then in five days, you're going <laughs> to. Or just people. I mean, even though you have an interesting job, you're still just a person, right? Oh, amen. 100%. For better or worse. Totally. Yeah, I know. For better so or worse. So where can people find you? I keep all my dates at immwilman.com. I'm the most active on Facebook and Instagram. And then I do do TikTok too, but um, I am much more active on Instagram, I would say. My TikTok algorithm now though is all hip mobility. So I'm pretty into that. I spend about, that's like a big, if I, if I'm not watching TV at night, we're bed, I watch hip mobility. Now that has been a thing in the, my relationship. The amount that I was watching hip mobility on TikTok. <laughs> that was like, cause she was like, we gotta like, you gotta have headphones on. She's like, cause I can't listen to this in the background in bed, like for hours. And then I'm like not doing the mobility. I'm just watching it. Just watching. Oh my God. That's so funny. I used to watch infomercials about working out all the time. Oh yeah. I've watched the T25 like DVD thing so many times, (laughs) but Sean T, I mean, come on. It makes you feel productive though. It does. I'm like, yeah, there's some sort of benefit. Right. Totally. Yeah. This can't be harmful watching it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Emma. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. I hope. Sounds great. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I hope you had as much fun chatting with Emma as I did. I just felt like I was talking to an old friend. So don't forget to check Emma out on Instagram. It's Emma Wilman, E-M-M-A-W-I-L-L-M-A-N-N. You can see all of her tour dates. 
You can add your location. If you click the link in her bio, if you don't see her coming near you, you can request her to come. I requested her to come to Denver. And then of course, if you loved this episode, share it with your friends. That is the best way to support the podcast. And you can also click on the show notes for other ways that you can support the podcast through companies and products that I am an affiliate for. So until next time, you guys have an awesome week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.